Bro. Bro. And bro, Justin, I ain't trying to put you on blast, but I saw that man in tears, bro. I'm not no politician, bro. Listen to the kids, bro. I don't understand it, bro. I've been conflicted, bro. But fuck it, bro. I don't know what's gonna happen tonight. I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, bro. We the millennials, bro. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Charles Tooley here with David Morgan, and we are coming at you with another gaming podcast. How come you get a handle and I? It's my real name. That's uh, I don't know. What's your Twitter name? Uh, David Morgan, nineteen ninety-three. That's that's why I get a I get a cool handle, and you get a uh, and you get a Twitter name. I don't know why. Do you want to? What what should your handle be? No, I just I don't know. It's like you're cool and anonymous, and I'm just David Morgan. I am anonymous. I had the Guy Fox poster or a uh, mask. Yeah. What happened us. to anonymous? I feel like they were a bigger deal in high school. Well, they were until I guess they got too cool for their own britches and everybody just kind of pieced out. I, I feel I did, like... they still do stuff, but like it's not like the big tour de force internet phenomena that it was six years ago. Yeah, I feel like in high school, like that, it was like every week they were taking down. The Westboro Baptist Church fucking um, website and shit like that. And, like, they were cool, but, like, illegal kind of, but, like, cool. It's kind of like WikiLeaks before before uh, uh, they decided to let Trump win. They still do stuff. It's just, like, they're not, they're not trending anymore. People don't talk about it. I don't know. You got to step your game up, Anonymous, if you're hearing us, which I'm sure do you something are. something big. Don't right. hack my IP, though. Uh, anyway, so this week, uh, kind of a light news week, I feel like, for the most part. Um, a few announcements, nothing too major. I guess we can start start it off talking about Darksiders 3, which officially got announced after it was leaked on Amazon, um, as coming out in 2018, and it's going to be developed by Gunfire Games, who are a lot of the ex-developers who worked on the previous Darksiders games, who were published by THQ. And then THQ went out of business, and then so the new the publisher that bought all of those was called Nordic Games, bought all those properties, uh, and then they rebranded themselves THQ Nordic, which doesn't make any sense. Why would you want to rebrand yourself after a company that went under? Um, but what is your? Do you care about Darksiders at all? Or uh, I have the first one on PC. Yeah it up mm-hmm. because i feel like every time i'm tempted to play darksiders it's like there's been a zelda game that exists and i'm like well you know i've heard it's like zelda just a little more edgy um, yeah i don't know what kind of designers it has but i i had heard and this might just be total bullshit that some of the designers from a zelda game or something were involved at some point mm-hmm. and that's why it took so much inspiration it just might be really inspired by zelda the formula but uh I've never played one of the games. They looked fine. They just looked kind of like safe B-movie style games. That's just not my favorite um, to like put time into because I could play like a 7 out of 10 game or I could go and play like the new hotness coming out every month. Yeah, Darksiders was never like the big like everybody's talking about it. Yeah, the the, the world never stopped for a Darksiders game or anything like that. Correct, yes. So, like, yeah, I'm, like, kind of the same, but it looks interesting, Will it ha- and it's also, like, the third one in the series. I think they're both, uh, the first two are, like, remastered on, like, PS4. Oh, um, uh, I did not know that. But, like, I don't, it's still, it's just, uh, uh. I saw some gameplay for the... ...kind of weak. Like, the, the weapons look like they have many weight. Um, the levels look kind of like bland. Earth's yeah, sales kind of like all over the place. Original yeah. games look like, but they were like set in like a dystopian, like urban environment. I think kind of yeah. like yeah. this one is not even uh, dystopian. It's just more like fucking post-apocalyptic kind of. Oh, okay, okay. Book yeah. of Revelations kind of stuff. I'm just I'm looking at the screenshots and I see the screenshot of the main character uh, who I Fury. assume is like one of the she's not one of the four horsemen she is but like they made her a girl 
Okay. But they made her a girl in like the first one. With it's her super like, design armor and her yeah. crazy whip, and I see an enemy, and then like look like assets that got like plopped into like the most generic looking environment known to man. Like yeah. I wish that they had taken these characters and these designs and taken them to like somewhere where they could flex these, you know, have other than mediocre looking urban environments. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally hear you. Speaking of games, I don't really care about that much, but could care about maybe down the road. Paladins is uh getting an open beta on console, um, and that's starting to come over because th- this, if you don't know, is the the hero shooter akin to Overwatch in a lot of ways that has gained a pretty significant following i would say on pc i don't know i'm not in the pc space as much i don't know if you can add any contacts into that but there is zero fucking chance i'm gonna play this game yeah i'm i'm not saying there is but i'm saying this game has a a a fanship not a word every okay battleborn has a fanship but does that mean it's a successful game no like i'm saying this game has millions of people playing it on pc a hundred percent free yeah, it's free play. Okay, well that would explain it. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't know how. But like, yeah, it looks like a knockoff, uh, half-priced Overwatch. Here's why I'm not gonna play it. Here's break why it, break I, it down for you me. You shouldn't play it either. One Overwatch exists. Yeah. So that's that's enough. Also, high res, um, is not the most trustworthy developer when it comes to long-term support for their games. So what else have they made? They've made tribes, which they proceeded to kill by fucking up the item balance, making it pay to win, and just generally losing all of their good faith from the community. They made Smite, which is a third-person MOBA action game, which I've heard is pretty good. I don't know the state of it now, but I can only assume that they fucked it up somehow because I don't hear about it anymore. And then Paladins. So basically what they do, what Hi-Rez does, is they look at what's popular, and then they make a game based on that genre. And they've been doing that for, like, the last two iterations of their games at least. So I assume that they just looked at what was popular. Okay, competitive hero shooters. Let's go for it. And then they made Paladins. And I don't know much about it other than, yeah, it looks a lot like Overwatch. I'm looking at one of the characters on this on this article, and it looks like Tracer mixed with Sombra with fucking boomerangs or something. Boomerangs so, are cool. Like, it's cool that it's free, and it's cool that people have options, you know, if they're <clears throat> in a, you know, financially uh, tight situation or something, they have a they have a hero shooter to play. And it's a fun genre. It's just going to become way oversaturated soon. You're going to have too many options with uh, Cliff Blazinski's fucking game coming out, whatever that was called. Oh, man. Uh, oh, fuck. Gun, gun breakers? Law? Law? Lawbreakers? Was that what it is? Well, gun, I don't know. I think it's Gunbreakers or Lawbreakers. I can't remember. I don't know. But this market is um, is already pretty much cornered by Overwatch right now. I don't know what the financial ploy is for Paladins. I assume it's like... Ah, here you go. Founder packs, which unlock every champion, will be added for nineteen ninety nine. So is it? So, it would be kind of like in Overwatch if you just got one one of each class and the other ones you had to buy. If I'm I not, I think Paladins mistaken. is more MOBA like. It's okay. more like, yeah, because especially in this like all the heroes aren't unlocked from the beginning, so you probably are gonna have like a main more so than in Overwatch. It might not even be fair to compare them, but that's what everyone's gonna do because. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like the competition is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. Hi-Rez can make good games. Tribes Ascension was fucking awesome until they ruined it. Uh, yeah. It was like one of the biggest first-person shooters on the market people were playing in the beta. Um, and by the time the game came out, they just stopped supporting it. They tried to patch it last year, um, like back to how it was before, but by that time people just had lost interest. So it was a shame, but yeah, that game is totally dead. Um, I assume that as soon as this stops being uh, hyped and stops being financially uh, supportive, they'll just abandon it like they do. That kind of reminds me. Do you remember like 
a year and a half to two years ago when like there was a bunch of games that were like asynchronous like 4v1 like there was evolve oh, yeah. and yeah. there was that fable legends game what was the and, other game the uh the one where you're like a serial killer monster thing and yeah that was the that was, oh um well right there and then there's another one that's um it's not 4v1 it's like 6v1 they're making the friday the 13th game yeah and oh, then what like, was that game called what was it where you were a serial killer monster Oh, Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. Yeah, that was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that was the hottest. I feel like that shit happened and and died so fucking quick. Yeah, because none of them were like good. Yeah, I feel like none of them, none of them caught on. There, nothing got an audience. Nothing, and it just kind of yeah died. Turns out that genre is really hard to get right, and for some reason, all of these developers are looking at each other and being like. Oh, dude, we gotta capitalize on this right now. Not realizing that none of those games were very lucrative. Or successful. Not only that, and if you make like four of them at the same time, none of them has one. There's not one coalesced player base around all of them to but, kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's not even entirely true because Player Unknown's Battlegrounds absolutely just fucking swept the battle royale market. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you've got H1Z1 and you have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Arma 3 mods and, yeah. and things like that. And this game comes in; it has two million concurrent players right now. Did you at see a $30 the thirty dollar price point, which is insane? Did you see the stat? It was more. Uh, it was like one day. I don't remember. More people were watching people play. Uh, no, play it's MMOs, yeah, it's battlegrounds than actual play, than actually playing the game. I thought that was like the funniest thing. It's Which, so, like that's not a bad thing. But don't get me wrong. No, but I just say yeah. Very entertaining to watch, and it has been a serious boon for a lot of Twitch streamers. Yeah, um, I bet. I bet that's been a big, uh, a big thing for them in terms of Twitch added that new thing where it's like if you see somebody playing a game. Like on Twitch, you can just buy it there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like there's yeah, a little yeah, button. Yeah, I'm sure that had a lot. I'm sure it. that's got a big, a a big. That's that's a that's a a key player in or not key player. Uh, what am I trying to say? The uh, a big a big piece of Determinant. that. Yeah, that's of that pie. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Well, speaking of games selling well, the best selling games for April on PSN are out. And I don't know how how closely you follow this stuff. I kind of look at it every month um, to see to see what's good. interesting. Um, the only like it's you it's the normal like newcomers it's Grand Theft Auto and Minecraft on there. I like, cannot oh. believe the GTA Five is still out. It's it's insane. It's insane. It's like, yeah. It's ev- it's at like eighty everyone million. Everyone that owns yeah. a gaming device should own it by now. Yeah. Yet it keeps selling. I just it's don't. It's insane. Yeah, but the only the only big new release was Persona Five, um, which obviously was number one. For the month. Do you and think also, we'll see a Persona Six in the next couple of years, like we did with Persona couple 4? years? No, the maybe I don't know. What well, my the, guess the would Persona be Persona Three and then Persona Four were like same. Yeah, I think well, I know that they were the same engine, but I think that they could very easily make a Persona Six for PS4. Well, the the thing the the three the lead designer, um, artist and somebody else from from uh from uh, Atlas, I've already talked about. They're making another game another jrpg called project re fantasy or something like that i think that's what it's called oh, it's like okay. really an early development like they talked about like we're making this game but they haven't announced anything for it but what i wouldn't be surprised them for them to do is the same thing they did with persona 4 where they have persona 5 arena ultimax and persona 5 dancing and persona 5 what what you, you know what i'm saying like all these offshoot kind of games yeah yeah like that and they make an anime and they have persona yeah persona q what they did on 3ds so like that yeah. that would be my what i kind of think is probably going to happen with persona milk it uh, milk it as long as you can then, yeah yeah and then make persona that sounds 6. extremely explicit yeah but like uh, but like i'm not a fighting game fan or anything by any means but i think that arena ultimax game like, is, like i would pretty, totally play that pretty like four and it was fun because and like they have like a canon time. story i'm pretty sure right they do they I'm have not, a story yeah. mode they so do. like i don't know that's pretty interesting also yeah, outlast 2 um is that up oh wow that yeah eight surprising. yeah so i thought that was interesting because i feel like as opposed like how for however big outlast was i feel like outlast 2 hasn't got the same kind of level of attention from a lot of people maybe it's just because it's coming out in a busy time whereas that, outlast and it's just not very good oh well, yeah that might be if that might <laughs> be another reason too. it's not much press yeah I, I feel like the only thing i heard about it was when it was getting like part of it was being censored in australia or something like that and i was just like mm-hmm but that's like the only thing I've I've really heard about it. So yeah, but those those are, and then you got yeah Grand Theft Auto, 
Um, what else came out last month? Did Tom Clancy come out last month? Or it came out the month before. It came no out in March. Yeah, I think it was March. I like I could care less, but man, those games sell well. The the Ubisoft like. Um, Play with friends, man. Anything with multiplayer like that is yeah. gonna take off. Yeah. Speaking of multiplayer, uh, Mario Kart Eight uh, Deluxe having great uh, first sales week, having a great first sales week with uh, the most selling, fastest selling Mario Kart game ever, with over with almost five hundred thousand copies sold within the first week. Which, if you look at how many uh, switches there are, which is like two point five million, it means like one in five people bought Mario Kart. That have a switch, which is insane. Like for is it, any, it it is yes. Because the switch came out recently. Yeah. And there's Zelda, and then what else? That's like, I mean, Mario that's Kart fair? comes out, and you're like, oh well, I need to get Mario Kart because I need something to play. That's true. I guess that's true. Like but... when you have a, a big console like that, and it's so mm-hmm. popular, and everyone's playing it. And then you trickle games out that are, you know, albeit very good. Yeah. Like, of course, the attach rate is going to be super high. Maybe it is the trickle and the, the lack of, like, other third-party games to play on it to a degree. You're right. Yeah, like, there's Snipper Clips, Bomberman R, which, you know, not for everybody. One, two, Switch. And um, then, like, a couple of indie games, you know, yeah. like, like I Tumble C just came it. out. Yeah. But, like, Mario Kart, every fucking Yeah, Mario Kart's, like, a different league than all those games we just mentioned. Yes. The and only and, reason... Like, people didn't play it on wii u probably mm-hmm. you know they're, they're like yeah oh, people didn't Mario have Kart. a wii u yeah yeah so the only reason i bring this up is because last week naughty dog was talking about why they ported over the uncharted collection and during the ps2 uncharted the best selling one was like five million which means that five million out of 80 million people played uncharted which is like an insane like like compare this attach rate to that is just like that's like one in 40 as opposed to or one in 20 as opposed to one in five which is just like I don't know. It's just for two big flagship series. It just shows like the kind of the resonance the Nintendo series have. You also got to think about you know Nintendo fans that were eager to get a Switch in the first place are gonna buy Mario Kart. Yeah. If the Switch were in stock and we were at like month like eight right mm-hmm. now, and then Mario Kart came out, I think the attach rate would be a lot lower. Yeah. Because people like the people who bought the Switch knew what was coming because they were yeah. informed. Otherwise, they wouldn't have bought it like you know so soon. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like the perfect storm for like high attach rates right now mm-hmm. because it's the two big games that came out for the switch. You can play them on the go. You can play them online. Yep. And the people who own the switch know what they're getting into. Whereas if it was like somebody getting it in like November or something, mm-hmm. they'd have to be like weighing more options and maybe not as interested in Nintendo first party titles as like a, a Nintendo fan who's buying their new console. Yeah. And they also like, they also don't deal with the problem of people just buying their hardware to play Call of Duty and Madden, which don't get me wrong, the games are fine, but like people would just buy those two games every year or whatever yeah. and don't yep. buy anything else. So like, but Nintendo people are buying these games for Nintendo software. So like, yeah. well, it's funny because like you can be like have like a PS4 or a PC and be like argue either way. Like, well, you know, I have this console or I have this this PC, and I can get the same experience as pretty much of what AAA gaming is offering either way. Yeah. But Nintendo yeah. games aren't like that. No. Nintendo games, you have to have the Nintendo yeah. console. And there are no alternatives. Like, mm-hmm. there is no game that is like Mario Kart 8. There is no game that is like Breath of the Wild right now. No. They are masterclass. Like, and none of the games have this anything. kind of heritage either. Like, no, no, yes. nobody is Mario. Nobody is Zelda. You can play Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed on Steam. But, like, let's be honest. Yeah. You're not, you're not getting Mario Kart 8. Mm-hmm. So that's that is the draw for me to buy new Nintendo Nintendo consoles. I did finally get a Switch, and I had already had Breath of the Wild and Mario Kart 8 for my Wii U, which I traded in like a fool. But uh, honestly, it, it worked out because you know I, I get online with my friends on the Switch, and Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild runs a lot better. It looks a lot better. I don't feel bad about it. I'm sure I'll get uh, dozens of hours out of each of these games. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I mean, I'm really happy that Mario Kart is doing well. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like one more DLC pack for it, um, unless they're just going to go ahead and start working on nine or whatever the next installment's going to be. Yeah, um, no, I'm sure they're already sure. thinking about that because of how well it's doing. Um, but I would like to see more DLC, more maps or something. It's already got the most out of 
any Mario Kart game, I think 64. So um, I'm not surprised it's doing so well. It's, I mean, I'm happy for it. Honestly, I'm, I'm happy that Nintendo's finally getting a win after the Wii U because, frankly, they needed one. Their video game department needed some uh, encouragement, I think. Yeah, no, it's 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 certain certainly been um, a huge success for them. Speaking of huge successes for Nintendo, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild's first DLC. Uh, we kind of know what's going to be in it right now. So DLC one, there's two DLCs coming out for it that you can only buy together for twenty dollars. Um, and this one contains uh four pieces of content: the Trial of the Sword, which is you go through like a cave, and I guess you get an upgraded Master Sword and some other things. Um, the hard mode or three pieces of content, I guess. Oh no, four. Hard mode, which I kind of feel like is a little BS that they're putting that behind a. A DLC thing with where it it makes there's uh what are they bo boblins boblins I don't know how you say it whatever boblins boblins I don't know whatever they they regenerate health their extra strength just regular hard difficulty stuff which I kind of feel like should be part of the game and then the Korok mask which vibrates whenever you buy a Korok seed which is like actually kind of interesting and then a bunch of other like other non useful kind of like Tinkles outfit and Majora's mask and stuff like that. And the one I thought was super interesting is something called Hero's Path, which um, will it like shows you where you've gone for at least the last two hundred hours that of your game. Changes the fucking game, honestly. which like is like super like a super fucking cool thing. Like, cause I'm obsessed with like stats and games. Like, I love when I can open up like a page. Like, if I played The Witcher or something like that, and after fifty hours, I can open up a page. And see how many steps I've taken, or how many like yeah. fucking how how long my beard has grown and shit like that. So like I, I'm obsessed with like stuff like that. So this is like a really cool thing. Plus like on a, on an additional like you can figure out which shrine you haven't gone to by exactly. kind of like looking at like where your heat map is and stuff like that. So I feel like that's a really interesting thing. But how do you feel about the whole DLC for Zelda uh, so it's, far? It's fine, but like all of this could have just been in like a patch. Yeah. <laughs> like I none of this is worth. $20 but I'm hoping what happens is this is just kind of like a holdover and then the meat of the DLC will come the second later one. in the year when they do the second DLC yeah when they're adding like a dungeon and like a quest line or whatever they're planning yeah um, this as far as I'm concerned is just a patch like I'm gonna buy the expansion pass because I mm -hmm. love the fucking game and I you know Nintendo has goodwill for me for the most part yeah so this is all just like extras I don't consider this like the DLC and you know I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit of a letdown, but um, they did just say it was going to be like hard mode and some other things. They didn't really promise anything too extravagant for the first DLC. Yeah. The second one is upfront, like where the meat is in your expansion pass purchase. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think hard mode is going to be that great. It looks like it's just kind of like artificial difficulty right now. Just are you're gonna you're you're playing it you're playing it again, right? You just bought it yeah, again I'm, for yeah. I'm are you gonna it play it on hard mode? I'm probably not going to. No. Because um, it it just looks like everything's going to be a, a damage sponge, and yeah. the regenerating health is just going to make the durability like way more compoundedly bad. Like you're going to be like rushing and just feeling terrible if you can't down things fast enough, because then you're just wasting weapons even faster. Yeah. The only really cool thing is the floating platforms. That looks fucking cool. Um, I wish they would just put that in normal mode though. Because, mm -hmm. like, it's such a cool, like, mechanic and such a cool thing to see in the overworld. Yeah. Um, did you mention the travel medallion? Oh, I guess I didn't. Yeah, they, I'm just reading about that right now. That's the, you can put down, like, a fast travel point. Somewhere. Yeah, wherever you want. So that's yeah. awesome. That's, like, that's cool. You can put helpful. it, like, at the top of a mountain, like, snowboard down over and over if you wanted. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I didn't even think, I was just thinking from like, a utility standpoint. But, yeah, that would actually be pretty cool. Put it near a, yeah, they got it near a cooking pot here. That's useful. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Korok mask is cool. The Phantom armor looks sick. I mean, but that's all just cosmetic stuff. As far yeah, as that's all. That all like the Korok one is at least like kind of not kind of useful. It's useful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, I it, it's cool. It's a nice little holdover, but I don't think it's. I don't think it should be. I don't think you should need to pay for all this. This should have just been like. A, yeah, besides that first thing where it's like the trial. Uh, what's the trial of the sword? Oh, I, I forgot all about that. You know what? Maybe that, the trial of the sword is neat, but um. That's neat. Is it worth the whole thing, or, or like, should no. the other stuff be free to everybody? Kind of, yeah, probably. At but. least the hero's pass should be free. 
Like yeah. that has no reason to be behind a DLC wall. That's like a basic quality of life function that every player should be able to enjoy. Yeah. And to to put it to put a very useful mechanic like that behind a paywall is a little silly. But um, I have a hard time thinking a lot of people won't just buy the expansion pass. So I mean, is it worth it right now? Probably not. Will it be when the second DLC comes comes out? I'm I'm sure it will be. Nintendo's yeah. been very good about their pricing. Um, I think the Mario Kart 8 yeah, but the DLC Mario Kart was DLC was like fantastic. Twenty four tracks for twelve bucks. Yeah, which the game shipped with like how many tracks? Like thirty something, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Whatever. 64 mice. like it like it was like a hefty portion it was like of... yeah it was like a fourth of the game's content for 12 dollars. Yeah. yeah it was 50 That's cents it. a track basically it was yeah. fucking bananas Which, yeah so, definitely definitely a deal i have no doubt that this will end up being worth it when all is said and done um i'm gonna buy it i mean i love the game it's uh it's worth it as far as i can tell but um yeah time will tell i hope that the second dlc is uh hefty and has some cool stuff to offer so I'm excited to see. I agree. Um, speaking of money, is every transition going to be speaking of? Yeah, that's that's my that's my <laughs> transition. Mate. I can't. Okay, I can't. I, I try. I had one. I had one when you said paywall. I was gonna like speaking of things that are monetized, but then I I gave up. So apparently, YouTubers are having a hard time monetizing content based around Call of Duty World War Two. Um, because, uh, if you remember back a couple months now with the whole PewDiePie stuff, apparently a bunch of advertisers didn't like that and YouTube, uh, kind of cracked down on their advertiser friendly content videos that, that they've, um, been going, going on about, um, as far as like anything related to political content would not be considered advertiser friendly or a lot of violent videos are not advertiser friendly. Whereas in the past, in the past they had been. So it's like hurting a lot of like YouTubers who like specifically target Call of Duty audiences. It's hurting kind of their AdSense kind of um, monetization on their videos. So I, don't, I wanted to know like kind of how do you, how do you feel generally about the YouTube like kind of circus kind of thing we're in right now? Because like right now it seems like YouTube's kind of in limbo with with a lot of channels. Yeah. Um, or how much you care? It, it, all, just, it like, all really came up with that PewDiePie statement. Like every it seems like every advertiser's like. I don't know. They all freaked out and were like, "Oh god, we have to start pulling immediately." And um it's their right to do that. Mm-hmm. There's like it's like I look at it two ways. Like advertisers can risk basically like missing out on hundreds of thousands if not millions of you know, not views, if not basically. millions of people if, like if, for if sure. They, yeah, if they pull their stuff off of these videos mm-hmm. just so that they're not associated with gore or like nazis or you know world war ii in general yeah um i think it's more silly to do it for the reason of the content being displayed than the youtubers etiquette about things like yeah youtubers like straight up you know slandering people or using hate speech or whatever um unironically at least you know not that that Mm -hmm. makes it okay but then i understand more that the advertiser would want to not be associated with them but to just completely like rule out media itself based on its content that is being marketed to millions of people as like an mm-hmm. everyday thing and even has commercials on tv and stuff like i don't really understand what the fear is there for them like are they worried that if i see an all-state commercial on a call of duty world war ii video that i'm gonna think all-state is like condoning like violence or something like i don't i don't understand what they're afraid of as far as that goes well we all we all david we all know the progressive uh lady flow is (laughs) is a fascist so we gotta we have to make sure we keep her in check but not wrong about that but like i kind of i see it i see it from both ways like where i like it sucks like if you're if you legitimately are just making call of duty let's plays or if you are legitimately talking about politics even politics i don't agree with that it, but just in a respectful way that's not like you're not fucking a racist person or something like this this right. this stuff sucks and i kind of and like it sucks but on the same like that's the problem you have with building your business on top of another business where at any is, where at any second like they can just kind of take the rug out from under you yeah so like, i feel like I'm, yeah i'm looking at the, co- the the thumbnail for this video that uh that is posted by this guy um 
prestige is key i guess one of the one of the people affected mm-hmm. and the the flagged video is called world war ii zombies 100 percent confirmed in all caps parentheses horrifying story parentheses and when i see something like that and i'm just like okay this is designed to get as many clicks as possible oh yeah for sure you're not in this to like be a passionate like maybe maybe he is an extremely passionate call of duty content creator but Mm -hmm. at the same time yes you have built your business upon getting clicks on youtube and getting ad revenue from you know probably like children it's like it's like those um toy unboxing videos almost oh yeah for sure but like for call of duty like it's just it's the same marketing tactics that like those use to just like get you to click it like get like you know the, the, the you know probably a bunch of you know prepubescent boys to like click your video just mm-hmm. to, to get the ad revenue and yeah when you build your business on that and like anything can happen and it's a turbulent market I, like i don't really know what to say like it, yeah that can happen and, and yeah the market's kind of going through some some growing pains right now with yeah, uh advertisers sure. advertisers kind of freaking out so like not that i don't sympathize with those people but at the yeah. same time and i'm sure there are good people that are just like they got caught in the fucking crossfire with this shit and and like but like i feel like because of that you're going to start seeing more either either sponsored content with um with some videos where like they might do an ad read before it or they might like have product placement or something like that in a video or make a video specifically like, because, like, the, the morality of, 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 uh, and ethics in YouTube, uh, in YouTube videos is not all the way there in a lot of cases. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these creators see their, uh, revenue plummeting and they, maybe they just start making videos, like, cause it, it happens where publishers will just reach out to YouTube, YouTube people and just be like, hey, will you highlight our, highlight our game? We'll give you some cash. Don't say anything negative about it. Like, that stuff happens. So, yeah. like, I can see more stuff like that, and I can also see more crowdfunding stuff pop up from people with, like, pretty yeah. large followings, like stuff on Patreon and, and Kickstarter. The way, yeah, the way I see it is if you are a passionate content creator on YouTube or Twitch or whatever, generally those people have Patreons because yeah. they know that the market is not – they should not be basing all of the revenue on ads. Yeah. That's just not sustainable. And, yeah. and the you know, like Danny O'Dwyer's Patreon doing very well. And mm-hmm. Noclip is doing very well because he knows how to market himself and how to market his content and really make it 110% yep. and not have the ad revenue be the whole story. Mm-hmm. And so people who are really, who really like, and I hate to say this, but like give a shit about quality content and like what they're doing and want it to be their livelihood, have a backup plan, like have Twitch. Subscribe, yeah. You, YouTube is, is not your, is not, shouldn't be your primary exactly. um, income source. If, you're trying to make this like a career kind of thing or they're Maybe. sponsored. You know, a lot of these people have sponsors. That, yeah. You know, hook you get a cool gaming the, chair or something like that. Yeah. The content. And, and I have no problem with promoted content as long as it's very clearly it's kind of laid out. Yep. Yeah. Like labeled mm-hmm. in the video yep. title. Otherwise it just looks scummy. Like even if, even if the, if the deal was totally clean and it's like, you can say negative things. We just want the mm-hmm. publicity. You should still at the beginning of the video that you should be like, yo, just Ubisoft paid me. To talk about Watch Dogs too. Yes. I hated it, like, but they I'm still getting paid by them to talk respect about Watch Dogs too. Your viewers. Yeah. Like and and you know that that's I think that should be rule number one for all content creators is just yep. respect your viewers, know your audience. And um honestly I just see this and I'm just looking at this and it just feels like a lot of you know clickbait artists are like getting mad because advertisers aren't, you know, yeah. subscribing to their channels anymore and you know I'm I, you know, I feel bad. It's it's a it's a business, I guess, but that's just how they probably see it too. Is it's just business, not yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but that's just speaking, my speaking of it. business. Uh, <laughs> Bethesda is using uh their trademark for the Prey series to this 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 Kickstarter game. It's called Prey for the Gods. Well, it was called Play for the Gods. Got a uh, cease and desist from Bethesda. Uh, because I guess they own the trademark to the word the Zenimax, to the title actually or Zenimax, right. yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, from they own the title Prey in regards to like the video game space and everything. And I guess they just weren't happy with this Prey to the God or Prey they for the Gods. Wanted to throw their weight around. Yeah, ba- basically. So the the game has now changed its name to 
pray for the gods with an pray. A. Pray yeah. for the gods, which I honestly feel like if this hadn't happened, I wouldn't know about this game. So I feel like this is like a shrewd marketing <laughs> ploy by these people. Good for them that they've, they've done this now. Because, number one, I feel like that's bullshit. Why do they have to change your name? Your name's not even that fucking close. Like, go fuck yourself. But, yeah, exactly. but like, in this game actually doesn't look terrible from, like, the stuff I watched oh, from it. Sorry, it looks like, a, it looks like a Shadow of Colossus kind of knockoff yeah. kind of game. So, yeah, maybe yeah. this has gotten, this has definitely got my attention. So, like, I feel like it's a, it's a, to a degree, it's a win-win for them. Because well, I'm sure, I'm sure they didn't want to change the name of their game. But, like, uh, the yeah. exposure of, of your game right now is going to, in the, in the future, it's going to be way more important, I feel like, than the what your actual name of your game was. Here's a quote from Zenimax. We really didn't have much of a choice. If we don't oppose the mark, we risk losing our prey tra- trademark, and that isn't acceptable. Unfortunately, that's how trademark law works. Want to be clear, not how trademark law not works. How, yeah, not at all. Not in any way so how trademark So basically, law. they're afraid that if they don't come at these small, this small team of three developers and force them to change the name then some somehow bigger software firm is going to come after them and get the prey ip not i don't understand what they mean by this and basically this is just covering their asses for being complete you know dickheads about the whole thing yeah Um, it makes no sense and the game is like not in early development it's like almost ready to launch yep it's been in Let's see. Kickstarter since sure. 2015. Yeah, I'm not sure how much their Kickstarter raised. I think it wasn't, like, that much. Like, it was a lot of money, obviously, because they made a game. But, like, it wasn't, like, absurd, like, Double Fine money or anything. Or, like, Shenmue 3 kind of money. So, it's not, like, yeah. So It's a shame. And uh, uh-huh. and it's going to be a real pain to, like, Google and search. And, yeah, yeah, it might expose it to people like us who read headlines about this kind of thing. But yeah. the average consumer is not going to. I suppose. You're not gonna like look at that and be like, they're just gonna look at it and be like, did they misspell this on a Steam page? Like, <laughs> that would be my first thought. Is like, why is there a fucking A in this title? Yeah. And I thought about interesting ways that they could also make it pray for the gods, like P R A, long mark above the A or something like or something. They can make it P R four Y, the gods. But it's the fourth caps. game in the yeah. series, but also yeah. the only game in the well, series. Well, sequels do sell better, so that might that might help them. It's true in that regard. But speaking of prey. You're playing player prey right now. Yeah. And, uh, uh, how, about how far are you? Um, let me see. I'm probably like a fourth of the way through the game. Okay, and you're playing it on PS4. Yeah. Okay. What do you? Yep. What do you? What are the base reactions? I played the demo, uh-huh. and I kind of hated it. Like it yeah. was really pretty and it was really well done, but the controls were fucked up in the demo. There was a lot of input lag on just PS4. And they had said on the subreddit, um, hey, we fixed this in the final release. And I was just kind of like thinking to myself, that's probably bullshit. Yeah. But I bought it because, you know, I, like I said, I traded in Breath of the Wild Mario Kart 8. And instead of, and I did it at GameStop, unfortunately. Um, but instead of just getting back, you know, 30% of that in cash, I put it towards the game and got $5 back after buying Prey. So I was like, why not? Um, it's actually really good, though. And the final release d- did fix the control problems. It feels very, very tight to play. Yeah. Um, is it like Titanfall 2? No. But, I mean, it's it's very good. It's compare, no it, compare it to Dishonor, because I don't, I don't think they run on the same engine or anything, but, like, that's they like kind of... They do, but it doesn't do? run shitty. Okay. So, I don't know what... Actually, I'm sorry. They don't run on the same engine. I okay. think this runs on an earlier build of... See, I don't even want to say. I'm not even entirely sure. Um, I, I don't would, think it's the exact engine as Dishonored 2, though. Yeah, I was, I was, I was not. I I love Dishonored 2, love Dishonored 2, love the first Dishonored, loved um, Wolfenstein, but those games, I don't know, for some reason, they don't always feel exact for first person games. It's kind of just all the Bethesda games in general. I don't know if they use like an in-house engine or anything like that, but they kind of just feel a little stiff, a little like not as pristine as something. Yeah, like you said, Titanfall 2 or Call of Duty. They just don't – they don't have that level of polish, I feel like, in the gameplay. But if you're saying Prey is a little different, that's actually a really uh, a thing. Prey feels better than Dishonored 2 for sure. Yeah. So it is tighter to aim and move around. The stickiness feature that they put in Dishonored 2 on the controls for some reason is not there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, sensitivity feels good default-wise on a controller. The PC version I've heard runs extremely well. Yeah, which is well good because Dishonored 2 like ran like shit on PC. Yeah, for the when this it first is not came the out. same version. Of, it's CryEngine. It's their in-house, okay. but it's not the same as the Dishonored 2 CryEngine okay, version. Cool. So, um, I don't know why they didn't have a PC demo. I feel like they lost a lot of goodwill there. It's not selling well, which is surprising to no one um, because the marketing yeah. just I don't feel like it was very strong, and also the PC demo not being around, and the demo for PS4 being fucked up. I don't know what yeah. they were expecting there. Um, it's probably going to be really slept on. It feels a lot like System Shock. Um, oh, wait, you know, yeah, Bioshock kind of. Bioshock yeah. in space is kind of the tagline <laughs> I keep hearing. So, yeah, so System Shock, in case yeah. people think we're not joking about that. But, um, yeah, it has a lot of those cool like powers, and you can upgrade your character in a lot of different trees, which affects the way that you play and get around the station. It's very open-ended mm-hmm. uh, station. So, like, I realized today I was playing around, and... um you can go outside the station and like float around in space and it feels really fun and cool to do. Um, and there are airlocks all over the ship that you can get into different parts of the station from, but you have to unlock them from the inside. So once you unlock them from the inside, you can go outside and it's kind of like, it's kind of like a faux fast travel system. You can like, just be like, oh, I'm going to pop over to the other end of the station, go in the airlock and be, you know, super far away from where I was internally. So that's really cool. Um, it has a lot of really cool, design choices in the levels um yeah i i, I would say my first impressions are really good i'm enjoying that's good. it i, I want to play it uh, it's kind of yeah it's again it's at the tail end of this like crazy first in the second quarter we've been having yeah um and then i also just kind of switched so like i'm just now diving into zelda so like yeah, that's gonna so take yeah. up some time um, i would wait i mean it's it's worth playing for sure it's pretty long i've heard it's like 20 hours yeah average playthrough so um probably worth the cash but you know definitely wouldn't hurt to wait yeah and yeah that's but the thing that's really been distracting me is mario kart and yeah we've been, been playing that a little bit together and it's fucking a lot of the game is so good it is it's so fun it is just fantastic. pure fun like there yep. is nothing like it's it and it's the perfect amount <clears throat> of like drop in drop out kind of fun where yeah. I, I constantly feel like I'm, like, upgrading stuff. I'm unlocking new carts and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm never, like, forced to just grind out stuff. Like, it always just feels organic and, like, natural, like, when I'm, where I'm whenever I'm doing anything. And I've had a few problems with online stuff where I'll get disconnected from games every now and then. Or I've had it crash on me, like, one or two times, um, which is kind of annoying. But, like, at the same time, it's just so much fun. Like, there, I've never had this much fun with a kart racer i don't think and like i would i would i will go go on record as saying having not played the any of the handheld ones or the wii one that much it's by far my favorite mario kart i would say mario kart 8 is probably in my top 20 games yeah like ever and i played it on wii u a lot i played online with a few communities um i played 200 cc for a long time um but yeah, it's it's like I still learn new things. I still am like, wow, I never knew I could take this route. Or where should I start this turn to really get around this corner the best? And I'm always you're always optimizing your route. Mm-hmm. And it has just the right amount of bullshit to where anybody can win, but also skill is important. But it's not like the end all be all of winning and losing. It's not as frustrating to lose in Mario Kart because you know that you can at it's least not... be like, oh, it wasn't all my fault. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, I think that's what it does super well, and that's why it, it hooks people like it does. That's the thing. With, when Mario Kart, where, wherever you're placing, I feel like you place in brackets. Kind of. You can be middle of the pack. You can be, like, bottom of the pack, or you can be top of the pack. Where you finish within those brackets kind of depends on, like, what happens during the race. But you can consistently get kind of a place where you're feeling it, but not exactly, like, you're not finishing first every time. You might finish third every once in a while or fourth, but like you're never finishing twelfth if you know what you're doing. Or you might be middle of the road, but you're not. You know what I'm saying? Like it kind of it just feels like every now and then you do something just catastrophic happens. So like I, I shouldn't the say double that. item boxes and the double items changed the game for the better. Yeah. I think it's way more balanced now because even in first, like it used to be like get a coin, get a coin, get a coin, get yeah. it by red shell. Okay, you're in fourth. But now, if you pick up a double item box in first place, you're guaranteed a defensive item yeah so you at least have some protection from 
whatever bullshit is coming at you. And that's the other thing. And having not played the Wii U version, um, when it launched, so it launched with how many tracks is in this? With I think it's eight times. Eight times four for the. um, Is it eight or is it ten times four? Is it forty? I don't know. It's a lot of tracks, and so I kind I kind of. Because it is a party game and because I'm having fun with it, I never feel like I'm getting the same track over and over and over again. Like, there are tracks I enjoy more than others, but, like, I'm never, it's never, like, to the point where it's, like, I'm I'm just constantly playing the same courses and I know them to, like, the back of my hand, which yeah. I think is good for a party game. Because I'm never, like, I'm never having to take, I'm never, like, people that don't play it enough are never, like, totally out of the loop because even though I play it a bunch, like, I don't know every secret and shortcut to everything. There's still three or four tracks that I have not played on the Switch version, and I've put yeah. in probably like twelve hours. Yeah, same. I'm same boat. So, um, speaking of other stuff, I played because I needed a transition there. Um, started playing Zelda last night. I played for about hour and a half, two hours. Um, it was it was fun. I just got off the Great Plateau. Everybody says that's when it gets good. Yeah, so when you leave, well, like, it's better, I think. I think it's when you leave that. I thought that was fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't... Was I supposed to get clothes on the Great Plateau? I think you could get, get pants. <clears throat> it was a, he, was a, pants he was a real cold naked boy when I was, I, was, I was running around in the ice caps. You have an opportunity to buy armor at the first village you come okay. to. Okay, because I'm just... Yeah, I just got there and saved it when I stopped last night, but yeah. I was like, I was trying to, I couldn't figure out how to, because I knew if you like held a weapon that's on fire, it can warm you up. Yeah. Yep. But I, I didn't, I didn't do that. So I just, I, I was trying to eat a bunch of hot peppers because I thought that would do it, but I didn't do anything. You can so. cook them and then it gives yeah, you a boost. I didn't do that. So maybe I should try that. But yeah, I'm Zelda having is basically like your ability to make your own fun mm-hmm. is like directly correlated to how much you enjoy breath of the wild because like me personally i i'm playing the game for the second time now and i'm extremely engaged yeah because i just see something and i'm like i'm gonna go over there i'm gonna go check it out and um it's always interesting it's always something cool it's you know be it a shrine or like a korok seed or whatever it's all useful to your progression as a character how also how is that for you because the shrines are they're like the puzzles and kind of the dungeons in this game so are like retreading through them do you do you like knowing the answer to i guess i would say most of them how did how was that is it still fun or i thought that that was gonna really turn me off <clears throat> like just thinking about that i was like oh it's gonna suck but honestly like there are so many of them and they're so diverse that i'm mm-hmm. you know i'm still like this is cool like it's so fun to like fuck around with the physics and like try to find bullshit solutions to like what is a very obviously easy problem that you know i've had a ton of fun just like trying to like break them or like um blasting through them at like light speed um like i know that there's tons of ways to solve each one at least you know most of them like there's one with like a puzzle ball yeah. that you have to like navigate a ball through a puzzle using the drive yeah, that's the one where you flip it over right yeah and i was like fuck this and i flipped it over and it's flat on the bottom and you can just flip it up with that and it's like mm-hmm. you know takes a second so just shit like that makes the shrines like pretty replayable, surprisingly, but mostly just exploring the world. Like I, I'm finding new things. I found shrines that I never did before. Even now, just with a fresh set of eyes, you know, going back through the game in a different order. Yeah. Um, it's been really awesome, and I, I hope I hope it really really grabs you because um, I think around around Kakariko Village, Kakariko Village is when I started to get really really enthralled. Uh, I think. Yeah, and the fact that it is portable is like a big. Like that's gonna be super nice for me. I feel like, yeah, in the way that I I get into portable games like a lot more so than I do feel like with especially game like cause Zelda like I don't know how great the story is. It was actually pretty interesting from when it, the beginning part, but I don't know how much that fades away during the middle parts of it. Um, but like where I don't have to pay attention to it that much, and I can kind of just have something playing on the TV in the background. Yeah, that's and I, I like and it, like and it, like it, I don't feel like it doesn't have that much music going on. Where I need to be focused on that, or like they're like the, the like the wildlife sounds are nice and all that, but like I don't. This isn't what I need to be focusing on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I, the sound the sound design is great, but yeah, it's definitely a game where you could like listen to a podcast or have a yeah. stream on in the background or something, and just kind of like because the story beats are when you want them to be. Yeah. They'll be like, I'm gonna go do a divine beast now. I'm gonna pay attention, or mm-hmm. I'm just gonna explore the countryside and 
you know, find shit out here. Yep. Um, it's a great game. I love it. It's it's up there for me this year for sure. Um, yeah. And then you've also yeah. been you also played Little Nightmares, right? That's the. Yep, I beat that uh, indie last game. Week. Isn't on? It's just on PS4. Is it on PC too? I it's think. on PC. Okay. And Xbox One. Oh, and Xbox One. All right. Oh yeah. Well. Yep. So I I've seen. Do you think that's a game that could come to Switch? Um. You know I don't see why not. I mean Switch is not. Hard. I mean it's not hard to port to compared to like the Wii U. Yeah, I feel like so. Uh, with with just like it was with Vita, I would I was like the super like evangelist for like I'll wait till it comes to Vita or like with every indie game with Shovel Knight I did that with with mm-hmm. uh uh what's the the Metroidvania one um Hollow Knight not Hollow Knight uh what's his name the one dude made it oh man and it's it's Axiom Verge wait till that comes to Vita. oh okay, okay and just kind of with all these like kind of indie games and i feel like the switch i don't know because you never got a beat or anything like that i feel like you're gonna you're gonna have this experience at some point where you're gonna be playing a game and be like man i want this to be on fucking vita because and and like you feel like it can be i feel that's way with persona whenever i play persona too because i played that yeah. i played four on vita so i want persona five on vita which i mean it's great on ps4 don't get me wrong i still love it but like i don't know i just feel like little nightmares maybe is something that could definitely beyond this yeah absolutely yeah, I mean, tell me what you thought about it it's really good um it's not that long i don't know what it would benefit from really being handheld it's a game that you can sit down and just beat in like a night and i think okay. that's the best way to experience it um it um <laughs> the art design is fantastic like some of the best i've seen i think some of the guys from media molecule worked on it yeah uh, and uh yeah it's really it's really fun the narrative is fine but what really shines is the world that it builds. Yeah. The environments and just the, the attention to detail and like the physics, like I spent forever just picking shit up and throwing it because it acts, everything acts exactly like you would expect it to. Does it really complement the gameplay that much? Not really, but like, it's nice to pick up like a bar of soap and throw it on like a wet floor and watch it like slide, like kind of weightily. Like it's just, that kind of shit i just love so i really enjoyed that the sounds are fantastic um knocking over pots and things sounds really really good the pitter patter of your feet on like tile floors and things sounds good uh the enemy design is is spot on it's it's fine um the game itself is scary in parts but i think it's mostly just melancholy in tone the complaints i have would be the checkpoint system is extremely um inconsistent yeah so like i'll do a part that takes five minutes and is tough fail it and get sent back way before you would expect like an inside inside nailed it because an inside Mm -hmm. every time you overcame a challenge they didn't expect you to do that challenge again because that's not what the game is about little nightmares will very inconsistently tell you okay You've demonstrated that you can do this part before this other thing, but you're going to need to do that again before you can attempt the next thing. Like, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know what you're saying. And it's always the most mundane shit, like running through a room or hiding from an enemy for just a few seconds. But mm-hmm. it's just very annoying when you're doing it. When you it. have to do it three or four times, it becomes like Yeah, that. and the camera angle does not complement the platforming very well in some because the perspective just is a little fucked up, and then you'll just yeah. think you're jumping onto something, and you're jumping like three feet to the left of it that gets a little but other than that other than those minor complaints i would recommend it uh, maybe on sale maybe like it goes 10 or 15 bucks totally yeah. 20 is a little steep but then again you know i think inside was worth every penny inside's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite games yeah, inside's um, fantastic. but little nightmares is if you liked inside you, you would like this for sure okay, cool. um yeah i knew it has that like macabre kind of kind of tone to it but yeah yeah. I just didn't know. yeah it seems like it succeeded in a yep, lot of ways it's very good. um so yeah, now we're gonna move on to the topic of the week because we talked about kind of what games we've been playing, but the other game we we both played and finished was What Remains of Edith Finch, and I kind of wanted to get a full like story kind of spoiler discussion going on with that. Um, I know we've talked about it a little bit, and we both are super like I'm I'm I think I'm higher on it than you might be, but like, yeah, I was probably. I was very super into this game, um, and I feel like it's it's definitely. With everything I played so far, with Horizon I've played and Persona, I've like I've sunk enough time into where I see it succeeding in like everything it's doing. 
Um, I still think this is like up there for like for me with games I played this year. Um, okay. And, and Resident Evil and all that stuff, but I don't know how you're how you're feeling about it. I don't I don't think you're that high on it, but like I think you you really liked it. I did. I liked it. Um, so Edith Finch, for those of you who don't know, is a basically a walking simulator. It's made by the people who made um, the Unfinished Swan. Giant so Sparrow. you it yeah Giant Sparrow developer. Say my name. You play as a girl who is about 17 years old, mm-hmm. retreading her old childhood home where her whole family has lived. Um, and her family is supposedly affected by some kind of curse that um, kills them all, you know, before their time. Yeah. So uh, they're all dying in, in, you know, mysterious ways or just, you know, in unfortunate accidents. And the game basically has you going from room to room, learning about each family member, and kind of walking in their shoes up until the so that i thought was i heard that and i was like that's fucking off so like that that was very very well done for me i loved something about playing a person's final moments really tells you a lot about them Mm -hmm, without without needing to take much time to do it yep so like that was very very well done you can pack a lot of character into a little time frame by doing that the 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 couple problems that I had with the game, right off the bat, I noticed that it wasn't running very well. On yeah, it didn't. It, it's specifically in the very first section when you're walking through that woods wooded not, area. Yeah. It's not like a good look. the worst part of like in my in my experience. Yes. With the like so, frame rate frame rate kind of issues. Very much in the first part, and then it kind of evens out. But it definitely was noticeable, and I was definitely like, oh, yeah. Like at least like put a little more polish on the frame rate right there. Just in that mm-hmm. like that first impression yep. was just. You know, it could have been better. Yeah. Also, sometimes, you know, you're interacting with things using the joysticks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would be like, all right, cool, open in this thing. And I'd push a joystick, you know, the way that I thought I was meant to do it. And I would just completely go backwards and undo something that I'd just done. It just, sometimes the controls weren't communicated to me very well. That might just be me, though. Like, I would I would think I was supposed to push on something and I was supposed to pull on it. Yeah. Um, something, stuff like that. And it just reminded me that, oh, yeah, this is a video which is not something you want in a game that's so narrative-focused. Um, but I liked it. The story was cool. I guess we'll get into, like, spoilers. Yeah, this is... All right, so, yeah. If you're listening out there, this is the time, if you don't want spoilers, kind of back away. So, who... What, let's just start it. Who were your favorite, uh, like, short stories? For sure, the baby. Yeah, uh, Gregory. Greg? Gregory. Yeah. Was a fucking tearjerker. Yeah. So Gregory drowns in the bathtub because his mom's fucking irresponsible and walks away on a phone call, yeah. which is stupid. You're fool. Um, <laughs> but that one had me kind of choked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. They just they made it so sad by making it so happy. So yeah. that I thought was extremely well done. Um, the little boy with the kite at the wedding. Uh, very Sam, cool. right? Yeah. I think so. Very cool. Um, yeah. Oh, and the the fish guy, the fucking salmon canning guy, probably probably the best one, honestly. Oh, the the in the in the bomb shelter or whatever. Mm, where he no, no, the, no. The, oh. the, the the psychedelic. Oh, Lewis, guy. Lewis, Lewis, yeah, Lewis. Yeah, 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 he was my favorite. Yeah, for sure. Very, for sure. very well done. That one was Game, very gameplay cool. wise too. Yeah, gameplay wise, and that's the thing. We before you called it a walking simulator, and yeah, it totally is. Like it's that genre, but I feel like it uses gameplay in ways. To tell this story that are very unique to the medium, yes. Where it and it does that and it makes it like a a uh, a Fallout one or two kind of style, uh, just like adventure kind of thing you're going on. Or with I specifically the one I really liked, whereas I didn't I didn't like the character that much. Not like for many like emotional reason, but I just didn't like them that much. Was the dad that takes his daughter hunting? I can't remember. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that character that much, but the gameplay element that they used to tell his story, mm-hmm. the whole time I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." Yeah. Where you're taking everything, you're taking the pictures and everything. And, and I I'll give like... it to Giant Sparrow. They they've always been very good at balancing gameplay with narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Unfinished Swan was awesome for that. I mm-hmm. I see that as a pretty traditional game, just because of the interactiveness of the world. Yeah. Um. So it, it definitely had some cool twists on the gameplay. Um, 
probably, I don't know, for me, just could have used a little more polish in some places. Um, just little minor things. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it needed an entire fucking... I kind of laughed. That entire room, that entire like tower dedicated to the Unfinished Swan. I was like, you guys have one other game. You're not like some tour de force fucking developer that needs to do these huge callbacks. Like it was cool, but I was like, this just feels a little self indulgent. No, I it, loved it. I thought it was awesome. The music started playing, and, <coughs> and like it was the color scheme was all. I was like, oh, this is so it was cool. cool I was, like, looking, I was freaking yeah, I was, out. I, I was know, it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I also really liked uh, Barbara. She was the comic. Um, oh one. yeah, Barbara. that one I thought was really fucking cool. Very cool because like that was like the very beginning, mm-hmm. where uh, it was like right after you do Molly's story, where you're like transforming into all the animals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the I was like, oh okay, I see where this is gonna go. I'm gonna have to 3D explore all these things, but then immediately it takes a sharp turn, and you're doing a comic book, and I'm like, oh that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, yep. the one I kind of felt like was the shittiest was the, the swing set guy. I can't remember. Like, I thought where... that was, uh, it was cool, but yeah, probably the, you know, it wasn't supposed to be some big long thing. It yeah, just... I guess not, but I, I don't know. I just wasn't too, too I into I thought that. the mechanics of it were, were neat at least. Yeah. I, I, I kept I, fucking up my legs and like twisting the ropes up. <laughs> so it was very realistic. Uh, to how you actually swing? Yes. Like a, like a dumbass who, uh, fucks it up constantly. Um, but the the um, the overarching story with the conflict between um, oh man, what was her name? Dawn was that the mom's name? Yeah, Edith's mom and and, and Edie. Grandma. I thought that was I really like I thought I was like super satisfied with how that all resolved itself. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. how like they just just the and it kind of it, it harkens back to I don't know like we're both in the Midwest and yep. um, kind of just the 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 way elders are kind of like to a certain degree like they are wrong about a lot of stuff like their family probably wasn't cursed i don't know yeah probably but like (laughs) just just like but like the 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 non-reverence for like their kind of mythos and stuff like that i felt was like super interesting in the way they took that with them kind of like them leaving the house and then their grandma dies because their family was so important to her is how, at least how I took it was like, she didn't know. I kind of like when your like wife dies and then you die. Like, yeah. Yeah. I felt like that was like a big, a big thing. Whereas the mom didn't kind of feel this way about the family. Um, who then, who then later when she dies, it leaves, uh, Edith all alone who then dies giving birth. I took that as giving birth. Uh, Uh, yes. I feel like that, that, that's what it was, but like, yeah, very clearly. Yeah, but I, mean, I see. I saw some like chatter on the internet that was like maybe it was ha- her like having like some some other kind of thing. I don't know, but I thought it was her giving birth. It was very obvious. And if you go back and look at the first segment, it's actually it's not her. Um, it's another person with like a cast on their arm to like differentiate them. Oh, from, like the person going on the boat is not the same person you end up with at the like very. Does that make sense? It's actually her kid, and so I felt yeah. like. Oh, yeah, so and cool. yeah, and then no, and then with the the whole like kind of you're playing through everybody's story throughout the game, but overarching you're playing through Edith's story of her final kind of yeah time Very cool. on the earth, which I thought was super super interesting and like a really awesome way to do that in general. Yep. Um, but yeah, over like I I would like before this, my game of the year is Pry Horizon. Really. And. Yeah, not my first pick, but that's was probably Horizon. If I had to just say it out loud, it was probably Horizon. Though I haven't finished Persona, but yeah, I, I, I'm 30 hours into Persona. I know what it's doing, and it does it fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if it's gonna surpass Horizon. For, but like this might, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it later on, but it might be. Uh, it's definitely up there in that conversation, maybe passing Horizon, in my opinion. Hmm. Okay. Just, it's my not on my radar for top game this year, but it yeah. was good. Not not my cup of tea. I'm not the biggest uh, into those kind of games, but I do like playing them. I'm um, I'm yeah, I'm like a sucker for those kind of games for sure. And right. like kind of narrative adventure kind of stuff and and just this the way it and like I felt so like that's why I wanted you to play it so bad. Was the way it used gameplay mechanics to tell a story? I thought was super, super good and super interesting. I agree. I agree. Um, it was very good for that. But yeah, um, yeah, that's it. 
that's Edith Finch. What we thought about it. Um, and yeah, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Say or um pretty excited to get back into prey tonight yeah. i'm gonna gonna truck through that and hopefully it stays good i'm uh, i usually don't buy games before reviews come out not that that's the end all be all but uh mm-hmm. i, I kind of just did it so yeah. I, I'm, I'm not regretting that purchase at all yeah we should play some mario kart later yeah no i'll definitely i'll hop, <laughs> I'll hop on uh always a good time i uh yeah i want to I wanna mess around with zelda some more i think what i'm gonna do is after today, only play the Switch as a portable and try to, because I, like, since I got it a week ago, all I've done is play Cart and uh, Zelda last night. And, yeah. like, it's put my Persona progress on hold. So, so you're just going to, like, bar I'm, yourself. I, I want to, yeah, I want to try to, like, think of it more as a handheld. That way I can play Persona whenever I, like, because, like, Cart is so, it's so easy just to be, like, I got a half hour, why not? kind of type stuff and and persona like while some portion portions of it lead lead into that where either you have a free few days like oh i can sleep this up in 15 minutes some of it's like you're in it for two hours kind of type situation yep yep so it's like hard to it's hard to like know yeah like i'll, I'll get invited to a multiplayer game and i'm like I'm sorry i'm yeah who knows how fucking long this cutscene is gonna go or whatever mm-hmm. so you're, yep. you're in it you're buckled up yeah but yeah that's that's kind of gonna be my thing um, going forward, either way, this has been the music podcast, well, or not a music podcast, um, Close enough. video game podcast by the name with your boy, what do you want me to call you? Do you still want David? No, I'm David. good with David, dude. Too late. Mr. David and me and, uh, my name is Charles. Um, and thank you for listening. We are on Stitcher and what are the other podcast services that I'm making fun of? right now we're sponsored uh, by uh squarespace squarespace build it beautiful and casper uh, mattresses blue apron. yeah Don't so it's apron. um it's been cool talking to you guys this has been fun uh we will see you next week peace out peace